0: And Gamerhead Radio, we're re releasing episode 78 in glorious high definition. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Gentlemen, the Gamerhead Radio. My name is Charlie Worthley. Your technotronicorn Candy Mountain, Charlie. No, we're not really re-releasing episode seventy-eight. That would just be silly. Um, but uh, the uh, the relevance to that is that our um, friend uh, friend of the podcast. I'm joined today by uh, Mr. Kyle Gatto, who uh, previously joined us on episode seventy-eight. That was that was the joke. <laughs> I'm so clever. How's it going, Kyle?
1: I'm great, thank you.
0: <laughs> Excellent. So, um, for those who might not be familiar with your work, how uh, how might people on the internets know you?
1: Uh, you can find me on safecontinue.com, heavyblogisheavy.com, and most recently fatalhero.com. Uh, that was the pro- the unspoken project I, I talked about last time. Um, but uh, so, yes. tell, tell tell me about
0: Fatal Hero. What kind of site is that?
1: Uh, basically, Fatal Hero is an entirely community funded uh, gaming website where we do not. Uh, rely on publishers we are ad free so no ads ever on the site which is the big thing about it so we do not have influence
0: by publishers nice so do you guys like run it off like like patreon or
1: uh we we temporarily uh took down our patreon it it's it was initially run by patreon or run off of patreon but we temporarily took it down because we didn't feel we were providing the best and most up-to-date content to our readers. So right now we are being donation-driven, just out of the goodness of everybody's hearts, okay. until we can get back on our feet. So uh, okay. 2015, we're being optimistic. Things just kind of kind of got rough at the end of the year here.
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, cool. I hope uh, 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 you know. Uh, hope that works out. Sounds, yeah, we'll get uh, there. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a very cool idea. Yeah, we're optimistic. Cool. Um, so pretty much at this point, almost everything that uh, that people care about is already out. But um, we do have a. F- couple of releases coming up here. Uh, most prominently, uh, we, will, uh, we will have Guilty Gear, Exard, <laughs> Yeah, exard, 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 or however you want to pronounce that. Uh, <laughs> coming out for PS3 and PS4 on the 16th, along with Elite Dangerous for Windows and Loadout for PS4. And then also on the 18th, Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes is getting a PC Windows release and Plenty of Fishes, May actually, I'm sorry, Plenty of Fishies <laughs> is coming out for <laughs> Wii U. <laughs> Yay? Yay. Um, Game of the year, folks. Uh, so that's um, yeah, and then that—that's really about it. Resogun is coming out on the twenty-third for PlayStation Three and Vita, and that's pretty much it for the rest of the year. Um, so yeah, the um, so uh, what have you been playing recently, Kyle? Uh, I've actually been playing Guilty Gear. <laughs> ah,
1: nice. Yeah, uh, I threw up a review for that on Friday. As a matter of fact, ten out of ten. Savecontinue.com.
0: <laughs> ten out of ten, really? Yeah, that good.
1: Yeah, very nice. very solid fighting game. Uh, incredible soundtrack. Not that I would expect any less from yeah. a series that has provided nothing but excellent
0: soundtracks. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fighting game guy, but I did play a couple of the Guilty Gear games just because I have an interest in anime and just, yeah. you know, music and stuff like that. And so yeah. it uh, it appealed to enough of my interests to warrant me checking it out, and I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that I I definitely caught as as being noteworthy just from looking at um, videos from uh, before the game came out was. Um, I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that they came up with some new kind of way of doing the rendering engine that makes it look it's a three it's a three-dimensional fighter, it's rendered in 3D, but the way that they're just I don't know if it's the animation or the shading or whatever it is that they're doing, it looks like a 2D fighter, especially like with the way that they get they made it look like it's framed. A- am I saying this right?
1: Uh yeah, well, they uh they actually this is the first game that they uh stopped using an in-house engine and in, and they okay. ended up using Unreal 3. Okay. So that yeah, was yeah, right. that was the big, the big jump, and I, they used the uh, they basically used handcrafted 3D models on mm-hmm. a, on a 2D plane, and yeah. So I mean they, but,
0: but they, they, yeah, there was something that about how I was talking with Brian Lester about this. You know, yeah. he's our resident fighting game expert, yeah. and he was saying that um, that uh, you know it's it is yeah it, it's it's you know like we said it's 3D you know full on models, but the way that they're animated, they're animated to look like. They're drawn two D, you know, like the way that they used to do two D fighters, where it yeah. was drawn cells, just like you're animating, a, a, yeah. you know, a video. Um, and so, just the way that they that they got them to snap between like their their animations, I guess. I'm probably describing this horribly, but it looks <laughs> like an old school drawn two D fighter until. You, like, do these moves. Yeah, do the, the cameras. Yeah. yeah, where the and camera, they, are, like, rotate swinging. around, and yeah. And it's... Cr- when I saw
1: that the first time, it just blew my mind. Yeah, it's really awesome how they yeah. do that. Um, But, I mean, I, I think I think if they deviated too much from the the old-school hand-drawn art style, because Guilty Gear has always been hand-drawn. This is, like, the first game where they went full-on into... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, into, like, 3D modeling and all that stuff. So, I mean... Yeah, so... It, it they, they didn't, they didn't want to lose that hand-drawn feel sure. changing the engine
0: sure sure yeah well it looks great to me so it's yeah. uh, that's uh, that it's <laughs> it's uh... beautiful on ps4 too so okay cool yeah nice uh the i is it out on anything else or just PS4? Uh,
1: ps3 and ps4 okay so, yeah so uh but okay. 1080p 60 frames per second on ps4
0: so okay. that's where the best experience lies <laughs> i yeah i bet yeah uh, yeah that'll uh, that will at least get a rental out of me whenever i get my playstation 4 so nice um, have you been playing anything else recently? Anything you um, want to mention? The Senran
1: Kagura games that came out for PlayStation Vita. I've been trying to grind those out. Okay. Um, it, I'm not
0: familiar with those.
1: I don't Basically, think. they're uh, so you are shinobi, you're, okay. you're schools of shinobi, and obviously, you're girls, uh, because anime, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, the, the whole, it, they're they're Basically, like arena fighting games, but beating up your opponents causes them to disrobe. (laughs) Because anime. Because because anime. So, uh, Shinobi versus is about these three schools clashing together, and you beat each other up, and they disrobe, and it's just ass and titties the game. (laughs)
0: Okay. Uh, All right.
1: And then there's uh, there's Bon Appetit that came out uh, not too long after, and it's a rhythm game. and you have to cook food, and if you don't cook the food well enough, you
0: get disrobed, and that's the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, all right, I, I, I'm not going to try and think about that too hard. Yeah, so <laughs> Sen, Senran Kagura. Okay, all right. And um, uh, did you do reviews for those as well, or
1: uh, they I haven't finished them yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, they are they are coming. Um, okay. Save continue. Okay. Um, and then I started playing Dragon Age uh inquisition a little bit and i played that for an hour and i made my character
0: and that was the hour right
1: and that was yeah. the hour yes and then i, <laughs> and then I stopped
0: playing yes <laughs> cool yeah i never got into the dragon age games too much of i i've um you know more of a mass effect guy on that side of things i prefer yeah. lasers over swords personally but uh yeah, yeah I've, I've heard very good things about inquisition though I've yeah it. it's, it's been getting really good reviews from pretty much everybody so mm-hmm. cool uh, I, on the other hand, have not done too much this last week. I've been busy with stuff, so um, I, I got a little bit more time into LEGO Batman 3 uh, mm. with Michelle, and uh, a little bit more Child of Light. I still haven't played um, Captain Toad yet, which I'm... I, I haven't even picked it up, and I'm severely disappointed in myself for that very fact. Um, um, but uh, uh, hopefully I'll remedy that before too long. Yeah.
1: Captain Toad is another game that we gave a 10 out of 10 on Save Continue, yeah. so we're pretty... Uh, we're pretty uh, at least Jesse is pretty stoked on Captain Toad. I haven't played it yet, but i'm optimistic i played a demo at uh at e3 and i'm just like this is really fun why is this fun <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah if it's even i mean if it's even halfway as fun as just the parts from 3d mario world i'm sold mm-hmm. that's all i need so yeah hopefully um hopefully i'll have some time coming up uh i hear it's really long too it's like 12 to 15 hours to get
1: really? yeah to to you know get 100 percent on everything wow so. okay
0: yeah, that's a Fantastic. pretty pretty good investment. So, is it just like a bunch of ways of replaying the levels, or um,
1: you know, I honestly, I'm okay having having not played the final version of it, I can't I can't say one way or another. Gotcha. But that's that's from Jesse. I'm like, you know, I'm uh, he he. One of the things that he said he complained about it being too short, and I'm like, dude, fifteen hours for a forty dollar game is not really that short. Yeah. <laughs> huh.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'll have, yeah. Definitely now i'm even more excited to pick that up so uh yeah yeah, i definitely have to do that i've you know i've been kind of debating over whether or not i want to get it digitally or if i want to get a physical copy i just i really like having physical copies of my games Mm -hmm. but that's just one of those things where it's just like being able to pick up the controller anytime and just kind of play it without having to worry about switching the disc out and everything i don't know i'm trying to figure that out but yeah oh well well that that's what we did this last week in video games let's see what the industry did this last week So before we move on, I just want to remind listeners that um, if you haven't had a chance to yet, I know I keep on mentioning this, and I'm going to, because it's really important to us... um uh, if you can find the time to please go over to survey.gamerheadradio.com and fill out our first listener census slash survey so we can find out who we're talking to and what you guys want to hear, what you like, what you don't like. We'd really, really, really appreciate you just uh, spending a couple minutes of your time to um, to give us your feedback on the, on the, on the show so far. So um, just, uh, you know, if you can find just a few minutes, it works fine on mobile phones and everything. Just go to survey.gamerheadradio.com and just let us know what you think. All right. So first off, uh, kind of an eBay segment here, a slight follow up from last. Week so coming in number five. Um, so, first of all, just a real quick mention just because I find it to be just weird and hilarious. Uh, we mentioned last week about the, uh, the double arm cannon Samus going for uh, $2,500 on eBay. Well, now we have apparently uh, mismanufactured amiibos are a thing. And um a a, 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 a much sought-after one at that, because we have uh, versions of Princess Peach who were simply missing her legs, going for up to and including 25 thousand one hundred dollars to some person who really, really, really wanted one, apparently. Um,
1: Amputee uh, fetishes, man. <laughs>
0: Yes, I, I don't know. And you know, it's um whenever I hear about a crazy amount of money being offered for something like this, I, I immediately think like, you know, it's just people like not serious bids or whatever. But supposedly, the person who won this auction has a rating of 132 on eBay and man bid on the item multiple times trying to trying to get the highest bid. So it sounds like they really actually want to pay that amount, that amount of money for a legless peach for a
1: eBay.
0: $13 figure. Let's
1: yep. let's put that into perspective. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Apparently there are a couple other ones out there with the same defect going for $1,800 and $242, a much more reasonable sum. And, <laughs> by comparison, yeah. by comparison only.
2: <laughs>
0: and um, at least as at uh, the time of writing of this article, there was uh, one available for $800. So, you know, don't miss your chance, folks, if you really, really, really want one of these for some odd reason. Um, I, I, uh, Kyle, you were saying off air that there are some other defects out there now?
1: Yeah, there, I
0: saw, I saw
1: uh, Marth with two swords which was a new one and then uh, a villager um with his arms switched so that was new
0: and then i've also seen them where where like the where the figures are just like packaged sideways and they're they're just like they're you know like the the, the you know the the you know the, the way that they're positioned inside the blister pack is like upside down or backwards or or whatever. Yeah. what is wrong with Nintendo's quality control on these things?
1: uh you know it's it's not really Nintendo's quality control. I mean things get moved and shifted during shipping, like I saw a Kirby that was like lying upside down. I put it on Instagram, and I'm just like, you know. Not everything, not not everything like in the plastic holds. So sure.
0: things get knocked around enough, they're gonna move. I've seen things get like dislodged,
1: broken, whenever they were moving yeah, it.
0: So stuff like that, totally understand. But I mean, with, with with like the figures getting like the wrong arm on one arm, or like the missing legs, or things like that. It's like that's. I mean, just I've I can't remember the last time I've heard of like a run of any kind of toy or collectible like this having. This many manufacturing errors, or may, maybe it's just because it's amiibos and it's Nintendo. And yeah, Smash. I think it's, it I just, think it's just
1: really the hot thing right now. Okay, it's just that like could be. And honestly, I think somebody's just doing it on purpose I think at the so, factory. I, just I, yeah, like I think eh. somebody's just like, yeah,
2: whatever. Who cares? <laughs> well,
1: um, <laughs> it won't be long till we see three cannon Samus. Just
0: one of the legs. Just
1: <laughs> eh, whatever. Here's another cannon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's uh very possible actually and um man if that is true if it, if it is somebody just having some fun at the factory and playing a joke he can now i don't know rest well in the fact that he made somebody thousands and thousands of dollars <laughs> or at least so <laughs> i guess that's a good feeling maybe he should get a commission i don't know um and in a related note on ebay um so we talked last week about the special 20th anniversary edition playstation 4s um well, apparently, you know. Now, of course, as this will happen, um, a bunch of them are, have ended up on eBay, and Sony is not happy about this. Um, they uh, apparently they also had an event um, this past week in London where you had to decipher some clues and figure out the secret location for the so- where like for the PlayStation 1994 store, so you could go there and buy one of these units for about twenty pounds, which is about $40 give or take yeah. um which of course we're talking about a foreign uh, well i think a I li- lit i think retail was 500 bucks on the console right
1: yeah it's, so it's uh, the playstation i bundle
0: oh so, right okay yeah, yeah. so which plus it's, it's also it's gray right yeah so i mean very pretty gray <laughs> yes <laughs> but um you know it's um you know sony basically just has responded by saying like you know these are supposed to be collector's items to go to you know fans who um it was, it was supposed Who to be really PlayStation, yeah, exactly. Yeah, love and, Sony's PlayStation, yeah, and you know they weren't supposed to just take it and turn around and a profit. And my initial response is, "What were you expecting to happen?" Yeah,
1: that's exactly. That's. I'm pretty sure that's what everybody's response is. Yeah,
0: and you know, I I have a hard. It's like I, I get the marketing and business sense of saying like we're going to manufacture something and we're going to make it a limited quantity because that will raise demand. I understand supply and demand. Totally get it. But when you're talking about something like this when it's special and it's like a landmark for the company, to, to make them in such a small quantity and then just with the way that they went about releasing this and just like everything involved with this is just so weird to me for something that should have been more celebrated and less of a Less of a mess. I don't no. know. Like, what do you think?
1: I did, I really do think it was poorly handled. Just, I mean, they only I I want to say that they only had like a hundred at PlayStation PlayStation Experience yeah. a couple weekends ago, and and then they threw them up online, and it's like, all right, everybody, buy them, and then it's like a five minute notice. And apparently several people ended up buying like three or four of them, five of them, and obviously, when you're buying three four or five of them you're you're planning to flip them, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like i you know i'm I'm not saying I have a problem with flipping in general i have I've flipped consoles like you know i like have that. i yeah, i mean like it's you know again, I understand supply and demand yeah. but i mean like this is this is this is this situation to me is entirely different it's you know it's i don't know i if, if I were Sony, it's like, I understand making a limited amount, but this limited yeah. is, I don't know, I I would think that you'd want more of these out there for more people to enjoy them. I don't know, call me yeah. crazy. But uh, Sony does what it does, I suppose.
1: No, I, I I agree that they probably should have come out in just larger quantities. I mean, I understand limited of it, but there are tons and tons of people in my imagination that do love sony and they'd be like hell yeah i want classic 1994
0: playstation color playstation 4 i mean we we, when we talked about this last week um last week's topic was um we were talking about just fanboyism and everything and um you know one of the one of the guests on the show he's um you know he's he's a big playstation fan and so i mean he wanted one and even i want one i mean like I, i you know i Freaking grew up on original PlayStation, so yeah. like I I would love to have one of these consoles, but I mean not for what they're going for on eBay. Sorry, no, of course not. <laughs> yeah, I Had a couple of friends that were looking to looking to buy them too. Yeah. Uh, my my friend
1: Jason over at Forbes, he's like, yeah, I'll see I'll see what I can do about getting one maybe two of these consoles, and but they were yeah. available in such small quantities there and online. It was just it made it impossible for them. Yeah, and they're big they're big Sony heads too. So
0: you know. It, it, what i might have done if i were sony is i might have just put them out in the special bundle for for the holiday season um because if they had i'm going to segue here and coming into number four talking about npd numbers uh for november well the xbox one had led console sales for uh, for november and that's because of you know we talked about also last uh you know in previous shows about their their crazy price drops and um you know they're very well i'll say they very aggressive pricing strategy on the xbox one and everything and so um they they made all the right moves and they got more consoles in the people's homes and <laughs> I, may, maybe if sony had put out that maybe that we would be having a very different conversation right now it's possible but at the
1: same i i mean just just going on numbers alone i'm like that's great that microsoft won quote unquote yeah, yeah in, in yeah. one month but i mean it's giant not, quotes but yeah yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything in my opinion not for microsoft
0: i i will say that i mean yeah, you know, i i'm i you know i'm i'm admittedly between clearly because i, I have an xbox one and up and, and not a playstation 4 yeah. that is my console of choice and so of yeah. you know and I, I i i have always preferred microsoft and xbox way of doing things um you know among the console generations so mm-hmm. I'm rooting for them because I want them to do well, but, um, you know, it's, um, you know, they did a lot of, they, they did a lot of things right with the, with the Xbox 360. And I think that, um, that the, that the gains that they made and the progress that they made with the Xbox one, I think is, um, I, I think is, is people are trying to recognize that this is, this is my completely objective opinion, um, that um, and so you know what, what how much of a dent I mean I, in the grand scheme of things no November did make not make that much of a dent there's still way more PlayStation 4s and homes than there are Xbox Ones. Across the board, yeah, but um, you know, it's uh, I, I guess it's you know l- like we've said before on the show, the last thing anybody wants is for any one of these companies to go out of business, and so yeah, you know, the the closer the race is, I think the better it is for everybody. I agree, but, uh, but yeah, so so Microsoft managed to um to uh, gain up a little bit of ground here, even though uh, hardware sales declined. Since last year, which is not a surprise, because the consoles just came out and there was all the big marketing pushes and everything. Uh, his statement sent to IGN: Mike Nichols, Xbox Marketing's corporate vice president, claimed November set a new record of sales for Xbox One, and Xbox One was the best-selling console in the United States and the UK. Um, thanks, and mostly in part to special deals and Black Friday sales. Like, well, like we said, um, software side of things, of course, uh, Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare, because Bros uh, was number one. Call <laughs> the uh, Call of, uh, of Duty. Uh, I'm sorry. Grand Theft Auto Five um, got back up to number two, probably mostly uh, in uh, in part to their uh, their re-releases on the on Generation A consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smash Brothers is number three, of course, which is combined between the um, the 3DS and Wii U. Yeah, which I find to be interesting that they're combining those because it's I mean it's not the same game, but oh whatever. <laughs> um, and then Madden NFL 15 was four. Pokemon Alpha Sapphire was number five. Interesting. So they do combine the versions of Smash Brothers, but they don't combine the versions of Pokemon. Okay, um, Sapphire was number five. Far Cry 4 across all platforms was number six. Pokemon Omega Ruby was number seven. NBA 2K15 was number eight. Uh, Assassin's Creed Unity was number nine. And Halo Master Chief Collection was number 10. So that's your NPD update for the uh, for the month. Um, like I say, glad to see uh, Microsoft gaining some ground. Uh, I just you know uh, hope this fuels further progress across all fronts. And on that note, coming at number three um at uh, at one of um at uh, one of the most recent um developer conferences microsoft was talking about um how the um the core components of their new windows 10 operating system just in case you're confused there is no windows 9 it, it there is it just doesn't exist it's like that floor on um Sideways Stories from Wayside School, or whatever it was. Yeah. Did you ever read that book? It's like, um, I forget what floor it was. I think it was probably like floor thirteen or something like that. But it just doesn't exist. There is no Windows nine. We're going straight from eight to ten. Um, yeah, I
1: think it was a it was a coding thing uh that they decided to skip Windows nine. Just something with the programming and yeah. the number nine for some reason.
0: Oh God, you're absolutely right. That is what it is. It's because of the versions of Windows ninety five and ninety eight. Just the way that things like were like abbreviated and just that they, they were afraid that there was going to be like confusion about like, because like those versions of Windows are often called just Windows 9X because, you know, uh, or 9 asterisk or whatever it is to represent either 95 or 98 because they're basically, you know, they're there, they have their, they share a same core. And um so they decided to skip Windows 9 for, yeah, you're absolutely right. I completely forgotten about that until you said it. Um, but yeah, so Windows 10. Um, so in January, it looks like we're going to see the first updates to the Xbox One um, that, that that are going to contain some of these uh, Windows 10 features. Now, initially, um, consumers aren't going to see too much benefit out of this. But the big benefit is going to be towards developers, because what this essentially means is that it will become uh, significantly easier for developers to create something that could be cross-compatible across all of Microsoft's products, meaning Windows and um, going along that with any uh, Windows, uh, or, you know, Surface tablet, you know, that kind of thing. Um, the Xbox One and um, also Windows Phone. Um,
1: so they're finally doing what they promised with Windows 8. <laughs> y-
0: yes, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, for, for, from a geek side of things, I'm particularly excited about this. Because, you know, it, just in general, the the easier you make it for... Um, for you know for developers to to make to to code for your platforms the more likely is that they're going to do it and when you approach a developer and you say you can essentially write this program once and it'll work across all these devices and platforms like the entire microsoft ecosystem pretty much that's 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 a dream that's a big selling point (laughs) for developers absolutely um so, so yeah, I'm, you know, the, uh, it's, it's not so much like I want to run windows programs on my Xbox one. I don't, I don't want it to go down that road, but you know, we talked recently about stuff like, um, you know, the, the, the Plex media player become available for Xbox one. And I'm a huge Plex fan. And so when, when I start to see like, you know, a lot of this cross compatibility stuff come in, um, and have that stuff show up on the Xbox one, it's, um, it's just, uh, you know, the, the geek in me, it, it makes me smile. So, um, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what developers do with that. Um, what, what what kind of things would you like to see your, uh, the Xbox One do that that like Windows computers can do, if anything? 1080p. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I can't argue with that. <laughs> or 4K, for that matter. Yeah, um, I'd
1: love to see any game console do 4K, yeah. but that's there's the uh, not this generation. Maybe not even the next generation. There yeah. has to be a viable media format um, that can. That can push 4K, yeah, digital, yeah. Like because I because mean, I, I remember well, even digital is like a, a a distant dream. Just because, um, I remember hearing something or reading something. Somebody at Pixar was like, "Yeah, for a 90 minute 4K movie is like a terabyte in size," <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, all right, looks like nobody's getting 4K anything for a while."
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it depends on how it's compressed. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. I mean, it's like you can watch 4K videos on YouTube right now. And so, you know, there aren't a lot of them, but um, there are some up there that are in 4K, which unless you have a 4K monitor, don't bother because you're not ah. going to see any difference. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's uh, it just all depends on, you know, the the compression and the, the, the you know, like video games are a different thing, too. Of course, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not telling you this, of course, you know, this. Yeah. but, um, you know, it's um, just for any listener who's not uh, who's not sure about the difference is like, you know, it's, you know, when you have a texture or, you know, just like when you're rendering a world, it's like having that world be, you know, like in 1080p versus like 4K. It's not the same as having like a video be in 1080p versus 4K because, you know, it's the entire, well, it's, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's like, you know, you can have, you know, when, when, you're, when you're rendering a, a video game world, you know, there are a lot of elements that are reused. Like when you have like an open field, it's like it's not like every single grass piece of grass or whatever is like a separately rendered element. You've got you have got you have like a couple grass grass textures that are like layered and stacked on top of each other to make the world. So it's 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 more work to kind of make it, but it doesn't take up as much space as like a video does. If I'm making any sense, then I'm probably not. It's it's very late. It's not that late, but that's beside the point. <laughs> video
1: games take up <laughs> more space than videos. <laughs> well, it's it, basically that's basically
0: it's just. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's
1: um because videos are static there's videos can only be one way well and... yes, yes yes um and that's and that's essentially what you're saying because because video games are interactive you can you have to display things differently you have to build that world differently essentially
0: right um but actually the um well, uh, unless I misheard you, um, it, what I was, what I'm, what I, what I was arguing towards is that video games actually th- could. I mean, like this is all based on a lot of factors, yeah. but it could conceivably take up significantly less space. Oh, video. Yeah. is because you can. It's it's the kind of thing where it's like you can render a world and have that information there, like like a town, okay. and you can run around that town for an hour, mm-hmm. and that doesn't take up as much room as like rendering a video. Of okay. You run running around that town for an hour because it's like you're just using the same assets while you're spending all this time in this. Town. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's I'm I'm probably confusing myself. That's okay. No. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. I like I say, the geek in me is just excited to see this stuff coming along, just because, like I said, it's it's Microsoft, you know, you know, following through on some of the stuff that they promised. So, all good things. Uh, so coming in at number two, um. So, Tekken Seven is <laughs> is uh, this is just a weird story. Uh, so Tekken Seven oh, is, is going to be coming out, and one of their new characters is basically going to be a break cat girl. I'm going to say that again. No
1: complaints here. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, this is a it's uh it's it's a, it's a girl who uh, is basically wearing like a cat suit and you know cat ears and gloves and all that stuff, and apparently she dances like break dancing, kind of like. I mean, like, uh, what, Eddie, is that yeah, the guy's
1: Eddie, he he does Capoeira. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um so uh well after this was announced, um apparently some people on the internet weren't too happy about this for some reason. <laughs> um Kyle, did you did you catch any of the story?
1: Um well obviously, uh since, since she is a cat girl, um she displays skin in wow. in some places and obviously um misogyny and uh other and feminism and other buzzwords of that nature, right um those those came into play um never never mind the culture gap between the east and west well yes, <laughs> oh, of course, um, but yes, a game that and I'm gonna emphasize this that has not been announced for western territories is obviously getting western audiences in a in a tizzy
0: <laughs> yeah, and um. You know, I, I guess there's there's two there's there there's two groups of people that are complaining about this. Like you said, it's the um, you know, I mean, it's not like scantily clad female characters are new for Tekken by any means. Yes, but um, you know, it's uh, you know, you've got the one camp that's complaining about that, you know, like you said, um, the whole the whole feminist side of things, and then there's the other group, which is like apparently like, um, you know, people who want like their you know they're 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 Tekken fighters to be muscle bound, equally scantily clad dudes, <laughs> and um you know they uh, just don't see this person as being a realistic fighting character. Again, we're talking about Tekken, the game with a boxing kangaroo. So yes, and, and a dinosaur, and, <laughs> and, a dinosaur. And, and a dinosaur, um
1: <laughs> oh and, and three or four different bears, is that right? Uh huh. And, and a and a karate old man, a scientist was it? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't really play Tekken. Yeah. But-
0: yeah. So, you know, just just keep all this in the context as we as we talk about this and just the whole ridiculousness of the people's reaction to this this particular character. Anyways, um uh what's the developer's name? Um, oh, Harada. Yeah, yeah, um uh Katsuhiro Harada um basically responded to the uh giant air quotes outrage over um over the situation by basically saying, "Well, fine, she's not coming to your to western territories anyways." <laughs> Which, and, and, I I mean, re- and i reiterate okay. a, g- a game that has <laughs> yeah. not been announced for western audiences yeah i mean it's 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 probably pretty safe to assume that the newest second will be coming to uh to the side of this pond but yeah yeah, yeah n- not announced and um and uh yeah it's um i i i feel like the response was i don't know kind of appropriate it's like okay you guys want to complain fine you yeah, get
1: her. His his irreverence is charming. I I, <laughs> I do I do appreciate. Oh, is he
0: is he known for this kind of thing? Um, not
1: not as widely as some other uh, Japanese developers. Okay. Uh, like uh, like Hideki Kamiya, from Platinum Games. He, he's uh, he's widely widely known for his uh, his use of the F word sometimes. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I love I love I love Kamiya. Uh, but but no, I mean you know uh, having to deal with things like this. I'm sure he's developed some level of sarcasm and eye rolling in regarding the subject and it I'm, was just I'm sure he's got yeah. a pretty thick
0: skin for this kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Um, he he his his tweet that was a response to this was um I think it might be a translation issue here. Are you Western only one bulletin board? Hello small world I'll make muscular and skinhead character for you. <laughs> Which you know, um okay,
1: All and, right. and uh later on he uh he received some fan art uh about uh, of a muscle ba- a muscle bound man. Oh of course. Um and then from that muscle bound man, uh was torn in half and the catgirl character uh popped out of him. Which I which I thought was actually he ended up retweeting that and I'm oh, like nice. this is yeah, this is fabulous. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um I don't well, know, just
0: People just complain about the weirdest things
1: people complain about everything if you're not yeah, yeah. if if you're not complaining about something like you know just whatever
0: <laughs> yeah gets,
1: I, I like, find I like, something I, and yeah, start I, damn it I, I like I like how we're complaining about complaining that's <laughs> that's really that's really like you know it's getting a little meta
0: <laughs> Podcastception? I don't know yeah um'
1: <laughs> we're, too, we're we're in too deep,
0: <laughs> but yeah that's so um you know well uh, you know of course none of this is official official yet um it's entirely possible that uh you know he's under no legal obligation to uh you know follow through with with this the statement that he made in his tweet so uh you know we'll have to see how that pans out but um yeah just uh you know cheer up people and uh complain less please Uh, it's coming at number 1 yeah I'm Sure, you know, it's appropriate that I come from here and something that probably a lot of people are going to complain about. Um, apparently now, Rise of the Tomb Raider, the newest uh, Lara Croft entry in the series following the successful reboot from a couple of years ago, uh, is now going to be published by Microsoft, uh, according to a tweet by Aaron Greenberg. And uh, that suggests to some people that it might... We, we already know that it's going to be a timed Xbox exclusive, but uh, because Microsoft is now the uh, publisher... Um it's that that suggests heavily that it might be a a full Xbox exclusive, which would be interesting. What do you think about that, Kyle?
1: Um I'm very doubtful that it's gonna be a full Xbox exclusive. I, I think I think Tomb Raider is too big of a franchise.
0: I would tend to agree. Um but some people might say the same thing about Street Fighter. And we now know that Street Fighter is uh Playstation uh Playstation only exclusive. Is uh it- PC.
1: PC P- as well. Oh, okay, so. that's right. So yeah. okay, that's true. Playstation and PC.
0: Well, yeah. But have we ever seen a Microsoft published game on a Sony platform before? Has that ever happened?
1: Uh I'm trying to think. There was there was uh there was something that came out uh that Microsoft had first. Uh this actually happened with a lot of indie titles as a matter of fact. Microsoft will get them first or and then Well, they get them first, so, but yeah. they they did they publish them? Oh, uh Mass Effect. Mass Effect 100%. First Mass Effect. Microsoft published the first Mass Microsoft Effect. Microsoft pu- published the first oh, Mass Effect wow. and then Okay. It eventually came to
0: PlayStation Three. That's right, because yeah, it did come out later. That okay, all yep. right.
1: That's so. One. I mean, that's that's one of them. I mean, it was years sure. later. It still happened. Yeah, but it yeah. was years later. Um, but no, I I don't think that I don't. I really really don't think that Rise of the Tomb Raider will stay mm-hmm. Xbox One exclusive. Just because I just don't think it will.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I tend to agree with you. Um, but um. Yeah, and especially now that you pointed out Mass Effect, that's a, that's a very very good example yeah. showing that this kind of thing can absolutely happen. So, um, so yeah. But um, at the very at the very least, it probably will be. Um, uh, you know, it'll, it'll probably be an Xbox One exclusive for longer than initially anticipated for for some time. It will.
1: Yeah. Um. It'll so it'll be on Xbox One, uh, for a while, and then PC more than likely very soon after six right. months, just because that seems to be the will of the world. Yes, yeah. they start. They. I mean, they. You know. Games have been being published on Xbox One. Uh, Dead Rising Three was on Xbox One, and then it came to PC, and then Rise was on Xbox One, and then it came to PC. Right. So there's no reason that Rise of the Tomb Raider will not end up on PC six
0: months later. Right. So yeah, yeah we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes. But um, if any listeners have any uh, any thoughts on the matter, we'd love to hear what you say. What what uh, what you have to say about that. But um, aside from that, speaking of uh, games coming to other platforms, our feature of the day is talking about uh, game ports. So let's uh, let's talk about that.
1: Let's talk about ports.
0: All right. So we've um, we've talked recently about um, all the different uh, ports, which um, is uh, you know that that, we, that we're seeing on modern consoles, which is when basically publishers will take. An older game and just recompile it, and you know sometimes they'll just put it out exactly as is, just for a newer uh, platform. And sometimes they'll do like an like an HD remake, and they'll like you know put in new cutscenes or new bonus content or whatever. But uh, th- you know, w- throughout various amounts of effort put into it, it's basically just taking an old game and putting out on a, a current platform. And so um, you know the um, we we talked about a little bit about this last week when um, you know at the at the top of the show when we mentioned the uh, the Final wow. Fantasy VII port. And Kyle's <laughs> already laughing. Um, that uh, that uh, that uh, Square Enix is bringing out for the PlayStation Four, and um, it is completely untouched and unchanged from the original game, and costs um, sixteen dollars. <laughs> um, aside from, it, it's going to be in ten eighty p apparently, so those giant pixels are going to look fantastic. Um, and uh, and yeah, and so th- this brought up the question: Is um, do people want this? Do people want ports? And, and when is it a good idea to port a game? When is it unnecessary? And um, so so let's start here. So Kyle, what do you think about the Final Fantasy VII port to the PlayStation 4?
1: I think Square Enix needs to let the game die. <laughs> I very, very, very much want to not hear the words Final Fantasy VII ever again. <laughs>
0: Um and I I understand what you mean by that. I know that there are probably some people who are screaming at their respective podcast players right now because Final Fantasy Final 7 is one of the most beloved games in video game history. And I love the game, don't so, get I, me wrong. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um but and uh I, I I as well, but I I think I understand what you mean just because it's like it's it's had its time, it's had its moment. 17 and... years old. Yeah. This year. And I mean, especially on top of the fact that if people want to play the game, they currently have a half dozen ways of doing that. It's it's mm-hmm. been ported to pretty much almost everything else that's out right now. Yep. That um that that the Sony has content on. Yep. And um you know you can play you can get it on PC uh, off of Steam for what probably like sixteen dollars I think is it is I, I believe it's sixteen dollars okay. that's like the
1: that's like the uh, the magic number.
0: <laughs> okay. And um, you know, I would not be surprised if we saw a port for um, for like you know the iPad to come out eventually, just because.
1: Now that would be interesting, but I think I think you can emulate it. The you can emulate it on an Android tablet.
0: No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's you know, there's you know, potential you know, there yeah. there are you know, le- uh, legal we, technicalities we, over emulation yeah. there. Yeah, we, but... we don't uh, we don't support emulation. <laughs> yeah, we don't support emulation. <laughs> um but uh, but yes it is possible mm-hmm. um and yeah so it's just like i i just i can't help but wonder just why i mean like do you think it's just a cash grab or of course it is yeah <laughs> yeah of course it is <laughs> i don't know if there are any other possibilities there it was just like we want some money here we have the play this account. no
1: it's when people are clamoring for final fantasy 7 on playstation 4 and it's like yeah hell yeah here's well, final fantasy 7 on playstation
0: 4 you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but i think those um yeah those people like you now okay so let me ask you this so if it was actually the what pe- what people have been asking for all this time and they actually remade the game mm-hmm. and um you know made it made it like you know the graphical quality of like you know a current gen game and like completely just gave the whole game a current gen facelift the uh, but it was still the same game still the same game
1: still it's the like same mechanics com- completely untouched from its original mechanics um I'm, I'm gonna say yes okay that, um, that sounds like the most boring thing i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: fair enough um so so okay so i, I people people you, would eat it up absolutely okay
1: but it sounds super boring just because final fantasy 7 is incredibly outdated because
0: it's 17 years old <laughs> so you don't so so when you say it's outdated you're not speaking just visually you're speaking the action the the, the gameplay mechanics it's, and all that uh,
1: I started playing Final Fantasy VII again about six months ago. Okay. And I stopped after the first disc because I wasn't having any fun. I'm like, this game is very... It's, it's slow. It's boring. The writing is is subpar for now. Um, it's just its not as interesting to play as when I was 10 years old. <laughs> 10, 11 years old. I'm like, yeah, this is the best thing ever. You know, J- yeah, Japan. <laughs> Video <laughs> games. Look at that spiky-haired guy. He's cool. <laughs> he's got a huge sword, and it's just not... I don't know like yeah that was exciting that was exciting when I was young and nubile and whatever but it's not it just hasn't aged well it,
0: yeah it hasn't aged well yeah I, I, I can understand what you mean by that I think I feel like I tried to replay it too some time ago on um, on, on on PC and it just it didn't hold my attention either it, it, clearly because I barely remember it even happening have, have there been any ports of games that you have appreciated uh, the last of us last of us remastered okay. that was
1: I, I thought the last of us was a beautiful game and when the Last of Us Remastered came out, I'm like, hell yeah! I want to see this in 1080p at 60 frames per second, and then play it online with my friends.
0: And, so, you, so you had played it originally, uh huh, and, and then so then you, and then you played the remastered also, and you found yeah. so even though it was the same game, The yeah. exact same game. Okay, yeah, yeah
1: and I, and I don't care. I'm like, this is it's it was my game of the year last year, and I'm just like, well, of course I'm gonna, of course I'm gonna play this again.
0: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, you know, we we talked about, you know, Tomb Raider before, and yeah, mm-hmm. that that's another game where the, um, you know, the, 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 the I forget what they, what, the
1: HD, the HD version.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, they, they had some, like, the, the, definitive edition, defi- that yeah. was it, definitive the, edition, when that yeah. came out, um, I was tempted to replay that, but I mean, like, you know. I, I think they did a good job
1: with the, the definitive edition, however, I mean, they, they used a different lighting engine, they, mm-hmm. they had more pixels in Lara's face, right, no, they, they actually gave her a new face model, which was really cool, um but i mean it's like they they put actual effort into making it look a lot nicer than its last generation counterparts
0: yeah and i, I think that's that's one of the biggest things is like It's like if, you, if you're gonna port like give me a reason to care about the port yeah it's like you know grand, do F, something grand to theft auto it.
1: five yeah there's you know a good port you give you have you know a high rendered world you got a first person mode to mm-hmm. you know, kind of spice things up just
0: that's cool yeah definitely <laughs> it's um I'm I'm trying to think of some examples of like some like old 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 games like um that that got essentially like ported and remastered that I've enjoyed. Um, I know that I there, I know there's like a hundred. I just can't think of them right now. Yeah, um, um,
1: I'm having I'm having a hard time thinking of one myself. God damn, <laughs> <laughs> this is almost embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh, so Final, oh, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy X was something. Oh that yeah. Was, you know, 2001. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Recently came back. Did, uh, it, which, which is also getting ported to PlayStation 4. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. that was announced this last week, I think. Yeah, I saw. PS3. PS3 and Vita is yeah. going to be on the PlayStation 4.
0: Did you play the remaster? No, because I hate that game. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, fair yeah. Um. Now, d- do you ever think that there is a time when. Um, have, well, have you ever appreciated a game where they've taken like a like a super old game like Final Fantasy 7 or earlier or whatever mm-hmm. and ported it to something new just to make it available again? So I mean, like let's say like Earthbound for example. I mean, like they didn't do anything to that game. Yeah, they didn't do anything, but now it's on Wii U. Great. I love yeah Earthbound.
1: Pro, you know, proliferated. It's it's a it's a solid game. I'm glad it you know it's relatively untouched in its new in its new medium, um, and I think that's good. I think making making a game that probably not a lot of people played when they were younger. Widely available now, untouched as it was, yeah, that's great, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, I guess, I guess,
1: yeah, I guess uh, that, and, and I and I guess that's kind of like the idea. It's like, okay,
0: yeah, you're bringing it to a new audience, right? Yeah, I guess that's the difference there. It's, it's like I said, give me a reason to care about the portable. The reason to care about Earthbound is because it was completely unavailable otherwise. Exactly, so it's not what's exactly. for like I mean, five other could, platforms.
1: You could play it on Super Nintendo, yeah, which was you know hard to find anyway. Yeah, you could emulate it, and I mean. If you emulated it, it had, like, quote-unquote, safeguards to keep you from pl- right. actually playing the game. Yep. It would freeze. I mean, they, you know, there were always workarounds for that. Right. Um, and, but now it's
0: available on Wii U. You can play it on the Wii U, and that's great. Right. <laughs> um, So, do you, do you think that there should be, like, a time period of, like, if a game is, like, older than a certain point, if it's if it's still currently available, just... Don't bother porting it.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I, <laughs> that's that's a hard question, and it's, like, really a case-by-case basis. Yeah, that's true. Like, like, Sleeping Dogs, I don't think should have gotten a port because I think that it was poorly handled. What do you mean? Uh, the definitive edition of Sleeping Dogs. I'm 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 not really super familiar with that game. Oh, basically, I mean it's uh it's it's Grand Theft Auto but in uh Hong Kong. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. So I mean, it's got the the it's it's basically Grand Theft Auto plus the Arkham games, and takes place in Hong Kong, and you're a cop, you're an undercover cop. Plus the Arkham games. Uh, the the combat system is like oh, the Arkham okay, games. so
0: it's very like combo yeah. driven like that. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, I mean, it, that's uh, that was a really fun game on the Xbox 360 and PS3 and PC, and they ended up doing a definitive edition. Uh, Square Enix released it, and they did it for PS4, Xbox One, and I just, I don't think it was up to snuff. It had, like, graphical issues and, you know, this and that and it's just didn't wasn't that much of an improvement over the original and in some ways it was
0: worse sounds like they basically just like stuck it in the stuck it in the code converter and said here we're done like they didn't like qc the the, the conversion at all yeah and,
1: and I, w- I would venture to guess in some ways they did do that yeah um and it's disappointing because sleeping dogs fantastic game and to give you know to see it giving given less than less than stellar treatment i think was disappointing it's like sure was it it was like what i would consider a quote-unquote double a title i mean it didn't have like the marketing that some other high profile titles get but i mean it was a good solid game by a good developer and it's just i I just don't think it got the proper treatment so i don't think it should have gotten a port if it wasn't getting the proper treatment like tomb raider
0: (laughs) right yeah i think i I think we're developing our rule set here for port so it's one give me a reason to care about the port yeah two if you're gonna do it do it right yeah exactly um Actually I think that pretty much covers it yeah that's yeah, exactly <laughs> that's pretty that's that's it <laughs> yeah um, got you, know, you know one of my one of the the one of the favorite ports that for me has come out um, is the way that Microsoft handled the um the remake of the original halo um well specifically the fact that you could switch back and forth between the graphical modes so Mm -hmm. you could play it with like the original like the original xbox graphics Mm -hmm. and then you could like just literally the press of a button you could switch between that and then like you know the current like updated graphics that just in and of itself i thought was pretty cool i'm gonna go ahead and side with you
1: on the fact that i
0: appreciate the ambition
1: behind master chief collection
0: not, not master chief collection i the, or, okay. um, when they when they re-released oh,
1: for 360 yes
0: okay okay yes then i agree with you completely okay yes <laughs> um yeah no <laughs> master, master chief edition. collection has that had one. its own set of issues yeah. but, okay um, but, boo, uh, boo. Yeah. <laughs> um okay so why are you booing it what maybe i don't know the whole just story don't, there. just
1: just master it's it's a mess it's
0: I know like I know yeah. they've had a lot of issues with like their multiplayer, right? Uh yeah, they've had a lot of issues with the multiplayer.
1: There's been uh just God what a... Oh my god, I can't even pinpoint what's wrong with it because there's so much wrong with it. Uh it's got a bunch of frame rate issues, some of the local multiplayer stuff, like co- like co-op just doesn't work and it like doing co-op locally kills the frame rate and i've had some friends that are like yeah it works totally works and it's just like you're in the minority yeah <laughs> and huh. like, matchmaking is a mess and it's just like it's really unfortunate that it's like oh yeah let's get this out on november 11th that's awesome yeah you know 11 11 14 that's a cool date release yeah. it when <laughs> it should have been pushed back six months or more yeah
0: yeah they there. i can think of several examples of um stuff coming out on cool dates like yeah. 9 ninety nine. 99. That maybe maybe you just maybe you just save the product that was the dreamcast release date and maybe it's like maybe you just wait just a little bit iron the bugs out and then put it out yep as opposed to having the cool release date yep but (laughs) make
1: sure make sure your stuff works before you put it out that's yeah that's why that's really why i just
0: appreciate nintendo so much just because they wait until it works yep of course, on a completely unrelated note, the other thing that came out on 9.99 is like one of my favorite things ever, and that was "The Fragile" by Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, sidebar. I just, I just, music's a little different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I just, it's that that dates just one of those that always will stick in my head for those two reasons. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I, th- I think I think that's pretty much everything that we can say about that. Um, so, two developers, um, if you're going to port a game. Here are your two rules: um, give your, your give your consumers a reason to care about the port other than reasons, <laughs> and, other than just because. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, because we say so. Yeah. Um, and two, if you're going to do it, please do it right. Please put some effort into it and uh, make sure it doesn't suck. I think that's pretty much uh, pretty much it. Yeah. 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 That sounds right. Yeah. Cool. So that's uh, that's what we had to say about ports. Let's see what you guys had to say. All right, so for the mailbag question this week we asked you guys: we're talking about ports. So, when should games be ported? What games you want to see ported? Everybody's probably just busy with the holiday, as we understand, because we only got uh, one response from our buddy Dan Halatki, who you um, know is uh, probably our, our uh, you know, he might rival you in his in his fandom of uh, of Final Fantasy and RPGs and and, um, uh, and stuff I'm like sh- that. I'm
1: sure he's he's more well-versed than i am nowadays anyway
0: yeah <laughs> um yeah you got a lot going on so yeah um but uh, he says um they should be ported about 17 years after their original release looking at you Squeenix, which <laughs> yeah that's about right um as far as like you know where you know the the ports of like you know the uh old school nintendo super nintendo final fantasies about it's probably more than yeah definitely more than 17 years but um still yeah that's um We've seen a lot of those
1: lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy IV got a lot of treatment uh, mm-hmm. with a Game Boy Advance release and then a DS release and an iOS release and an Android and, release. Yep. So,
0: so yeah. And you know, when when you come into like um you know sprite based games like that, I mean those those are so easy to port, relatively speaking. Oh yeah. Um, that uh, I'm not surprised that we that um that we're seeing them on everything, but um, but yeah. Songbird is apparently also on Christmas vacation because we um have not gotten an email in from her yet. I know we're recording early today, so maybe she uh missed a notice on that. Um, so that's about it. We're nearing the end of the great goat hiatus of 2014 here on the show. So of course we have our next, no I'm sorry, our last goat remote. Yeah, our last goat remote. And um, so let's uh, let's see how Goat's doing and what he has to say.
2: Hey boys, uh, sorry I'm late with this week's remote. Last night was a drunken mess of and <laughs> vodka and women. Uh, oh, day off in Lubbock, Texas. You guys are really, really bad. I'm having, like, catching me on a day off. Uh, I have, according to Google, I'm in the boringest city in America. So, and it's really holding up. Really, really holding up. I just went to a Gander Mountain to kill time, if that tells you anything. <laughs> uh, I didn't really get much gaming in this week because, you know, shows. Um, this will be the last one on this run for the Go, go Remote. As there's only two days left. uh Mexico and in uh, Arizona.
0: Sounds windy where he is.
2: Back to home base for a couple days to do some post-production shit. And you will hear me live and in your person next week as we bring in uh, the villain boys, actually. Bringing in Nick and John from BS for Villains, from what I hear. Uh, other than that, I'm still not tired. I may sound tired. I'm not. <laughs> so there, Charlie. Yeah, not tired. Long over, but not tired. <laughs> okay, uh, fine. You're uh, not I'll tired. See you guys next week. <laughs> Let's.
0: Okay. Fine. Goat, you're not tired. I get it. I'm, I'm I'm sorry for for having you so wrong all this time. Um so yeah, um like he said, Goat will be rejoining us here uh, live and um in person, so to speak in his um or in animal. I don't know, i don't know what I'm supposed to say there. Um as he as he returns to the studio from his tour, so we'll be very glad to have him back. Um and um like he said next week we will have our friend uh John Santiago from uh he was in previously from v is for Villains and um he'll be ringing his brother uh i'm gonna get this wrong but i think his name is nick um i'll edit that later if i'm wrong <laughs> and um and they'll be coming in to um to talk about us uh, talk talk to us about a couple of things and um
2: his phone is still on.
0: <laughs> let's see if there's any i got i gotta I'll, I'll just leave this up here just to see if um we catch anything interesting because that'd be funny um so, uh, so yeah. If you guys have any questions or um, any uh, anything you'd like to say to, to our friends from vs for Villains next week, um, uh, go ahead and send in that. Uh, let's see. Uh, once again, I want to remind everybody uh, about the uh, listener survey that we're running. Um, if you are if you are hearing this, if you have not done so already, we would sure appreciate a couple minutes of your time if you could swing over to. Uh, I think we're hearing the inside of Goat's pocket right now. <laughs> as he strolls around texas and uh if you could swing over to survey.gamerheadradio.com and just give us your feedback on the show uh let us know what you do like and what you don't like um you know if you if you listen to the show i'm presuming that you're not being forced to listen to it so i'm going to assume then therefore that you enjoy the show and so um filling out the survey will just uh, give us some feedback and some information to make sure that the show continues to be what you like and, um, and uh, less of what you don't like. That's the entire point is to make it better for you. So um, sure appreciate you guys swinging over and, uh, and just uh, giving us a couple minutes of your time over there at uh, survey.gamerheadradio.com. Uh, we appreciate all the feedback that you can give us. Also, like to to mention that um, you know we're coming up on the end of the year, and just like uh, just like last year, um, our last episode of the year is going to be uh, our best of twenty fourteen episode, um, just because you know no news ever happens in the last week of December. So, um, if you guys, if there's any particular moments or uh, or clips from the last uh, from from this year of Gamerhead Radio that you think are um, are are noteworthy or some of your favorites. Um, let us know. Um, just kind of give us a, as as much information as possible. Just general, uh, you know, it was this episode and you were talking about this and somebody said this and I thought it was funny. I mean, that's totally good enough. So um, you can send that into editors at gamerheadradio.com. And, um, and yeah, just to kind of help us put together the clip show. So yeah, that's about it for this week at Gamerhead Radio. Uh, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to plug for the listeners? I you'd like to send them?
1: I send you my love. Aww. No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um no just uh you can find me on save continue uh heavy blog is heavy and fatal hero and you can also find me on Twitter at Kyle Gatto uh that's G A D D O and I will tell you I love you
0: because I do oh <laughs> now uh, just for those who might not be familiar um so what is heavy blog is heavy
1: heavy blog is heavy is one of the most prolific metal websites on the internet. We were actually rated number 50 out of a hundred of the uh best music blogs nice. on all of uh all of the net by the style of sound nice. uh, which we appreciate which is really awesome thank you style of sound for doing that um but yeah we just we we love heavy music there and we want to give you the best in uh news and reviews and we just like to have a cool community
0: and you know I know uh, every now and then we um we get to see some of your photography up there your shots of the devin Townsend show are or- were very very cool. Oh, thank you. I, I <laughs> love those shots too. Very very proud of that set. Yeah. Um. And then, so uh, tell me about Save Continue.
1: Uh, Save Continue. That is uh that is my gaming outlet. Uh I'm the editor in chief there. Um, it's cool there. We like to talk about games. We do reviews. Uh, we've got several reviews coming out. Uh, right now we've got the crew Far Cry. Uh, I'll have a review of Dragon Age Inquisition when I finally get around to playing that. Hopefully, hopefully this week. God, holy so, cow. So so, so much is, stuff. <laughs> so if I
0: so if I'm understanding so Save Continue is just you and, uh, it's and then it's
1: not just me. Oh okay. It's not just me. I mean I have I have a staff there but uh that's my site I, I own
0: it. Okay. Yeah. So so then just just in case a listener is saying I like this guy um but he's got two gaming websites that he works on. Uh-huh. So what's kind of like the difference between them and wh- who should go to which site? Uh pick your favorite. Okay. <laughs> pick pick whatever you like. Uh I'm a
1: little I'm a little more uh I'm probably a little more strict uh, on safe continue. As far as what we cover. Um, I definitely like to spread messages of love over at uh, fatal hero. Okay. Um, just because it strikes me just like a last bastion of defense against all this negativity in the world. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a big positivity guy. Yes.
0: And I, trust me, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, on, on, on many levels, I agree. There's that's yes, well, you know, nah. crony. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that goes without saying. So very cool. Very cool. Um, for my beer of the week i'm going to have to pick um i i hosted a bottle show yesterday and um one of my friends uh, was kind enough to bring a bottle of this year's um uh, uh, uh goose island uh, proprietors um uh, the bourbon county proprietors beer that they make um if uh, if you're not familiar um basically goose island makes a um does a run of bourbon barrel aged uh stouts um, every year and they release it on black friday i think i talked about one of them on a previous episode but um um, I had never tried the proprietors blend before. It's uh, it's 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 so hard to describe it. There, it has like coconut and just like so many other just different things going on there. So it's it was a really fantastic beer, and I was lucky to be able to try that yesterday. So um, it's uh, it's 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 kind of an easy out just because it's like that's it's one of the most highly sought after beers on the market. But uh, nonetheless, it uh, it's one of the best things I've tasted this year so far. So that sounds delicious. <laughs> it is. Uh, that was my beer of the week. And, um, yeah, other than that, I don't, uh, I don't have a, a, too much else going on. Um, you know, just, uh, hopefully you guys can find some time to go take the survey and let us know what your favorite clips of the year are. Um, but aside from that, um, if you like what you hear, you can find us at facebook.com backslash Gamerhead radio. We're on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio. I am at T-E-K Charlie. Kyle, your handle? Uh, it's just my name. K-Y-L-E-G-A-D-D-O. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you can find us on Google+. Uh, you can listen to our podcast and subscribe on Stitcher Radio, on iTunes, on pretty much all of the major podcasting uh, apps and platforms, including our own official GamerHead uh, app, uh, which you can find on the Android Play Store. Um if you have any uh, if you have any feedback you'd like to send to the show, you can send it to editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call our official voicemail. Um, you know, now that uh, Goat's coming back, we're probably not going to have uh, too many of those anymore. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, you know, poor voicemail is going to be sitting there unused. And so, um, please please help the the, the poor, underappreciated, and, and neglected voicemails of the world, and and do your small part by calling into nine four nine two six Gamer and um, you know, f- filling in that void uh, until Goat goes back on the road for the next time. Um, That's pretty much it. Uh, Don't have a sponsor for this week, so um, thanks very much for listening. This has been GamerHead Radio.